You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, The Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to The Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave. We're the football dudes. Dave, are you ready, bro? You got that right, my friend. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. The next stop, The Trend Zone. In today's episode, we'll talk about the playoff race. Some seats that are so hot right now. A little survivor. Fantasy go back starts of the week. Oh, I got the fantasy playoffs right around the corner. Woo. And all the hot, hot week 14 action. But Dave, we never go into the zone without a nug for the people. Tell me you're holding, bro. <laughs> I got something good, folks. Here it is. Since 1990, this 31 years. I did the math, Casey. Crunched the numbers. 31 straight years. At least four teams every season have made it to the playoffs after failing to make it the year prior. But the only team that can clinch a spot this week without any other help from anyone is the Arizona Cardinals. It's a simple, Case. They win, they're in, baby. And conversely, Casey, the only team guaranteed not to make the playoffs is the Houston Texans. Oh. Eliminated, Casey. So <laughs> we're, sorry. We're going to pour a little out for Cole and the boys. But Dave, speaking it, of those cards in the NFC West, had a little dish of nug, a little sprinkle on top. Oh, thank Five you. of the past nine NFC champions have come from the NFC West, representing the NFC in the Super Bowl, including two of the last three Super Bowls, mm. Dave. So the West is best is, is what we're selling here, maybe? <laughs> hey, Rams cards, man. Take your choice, right? Ooh, and don't forget those dirty Niners are in it right now as well. Right, sneaking around. All right, David, just, I just mentioned these hot seats. Uh, a lot of seats are getting hot, but one axe has already fallen, bro. Yeah, Carolina, dude. They fire offensive coordinator Joe Brady. And that QB guru? Yeah, that didn't last long. This guy was the, the OC for the most prolific quarterback season in college football history just two uh, seasons ago. That's what got him this job in Carolina. Uh, as he was, you know, handling that LSU position with uh, Joe Burrow and put all those numbers on the board. I guess in, you know, in Carolina, he's had, uh, you know, struggles. He had Teddy B. That didn't work out. They traded for Darnold. That didn't work out. Now he's got Cam. Um, I guess that, that he didn't have a lot of time to work with Cam. That didn't work out. <laughs> season and a half into it. Guy's gone, dude. Uh, Tepper, man, that guy's got his finger on the uh, on the kill switch. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> don't cross that guy, dude. Man, he's making things happen over there. Wow, I thought Joe B was the secret sauce of Joey B. Apparently not. But Dave, there's more than one hot seat floating around. Why don't you start it out in the AFC? Yeah, I'll go right to my division, Casey, the AFC West. And I, I got to say, I think Rich Bisaccia, uh, the Raiders, on the hot seat there. Obviously, he was the interim coach to start with. So there's no guarantee of any kind that, uh, you know, that he's going to go beyond this season yeah. anyways. He would have to really show something big time and we'll see uh, if the Raiders can do that or not in the net and the rest of the season. And then how about Vic Fangio, dude, he's been there in that Denver situation. They do put together a pretty solid team, although it just doesn't seem to be that it bubbles up and becomes a great football team. I don't know uh, if, if they can keep, stay the course much longer with Fangio. 
Yeah, both of these teams do have a chance to compete for that okay. division title and the playoffs. Yep. But if it goes south from here, we could see uh, those lockers getting cleaned out. And there you flip it over to the NFC, especially the NFC North, man. Uh, Matt Swaggy Naggy, dude, looked like he was the, the man a couple years ago, and it's not been the case. I know he's been playing, uh, you know, who's starting quarterback this week, the Hurt Rookie or the, the Red Rocket, whatever. It's not really right. worked out for him, but uh, – Bears fans will definitely be calling for Nagy's head. And then keep it in the north, dude. Zimmer, man. I'm just not sure how much longer this guy wants to coach. I mean, going out there week in and week out and seeing Kirk Cousins and, you know, <laughs> finding your team, figuring out new ways to lose each and every week. I think Zim would rather be out there in the woods hunting uh, elk or something like that. So uh, we'll see what happens. But, Dave, one of the reasons why Zimmer's seat is so hot right now. <laughs> that would be last week's performance, Casey. Uh, that was – the Detroit Lions getting their first W at the expense of the Minnesota Vikings, a game that Vikings could not afford to lose, mind you. But congratulations to Detroit for getting it done. You got that W, uh, got that monkey off your back. They were celebrating like they had won their first playoff game uh, in a million years. I know, dude. When we were watching the end of that. We're like, oh, are the Lions going to out-Viking the Vikings or are the Vikings <laughs> going to outline the Lions? And the Vikings outlined the Lions. Congratulations, <laughs> Detroit, man. You like to see guys get a win, especially when they're not in your division. And, you yeah. know, the the post-game speech with Matt Campbell was awesome. So congratulations, yeah. Lions. Yeah, and uh, unbelievably, Casey, the Lions are still in the hunt for the Super Bowl, <laughs> dude. They, there's playoff hopes alive. Super Bowl dreams still alive in Detroit. Goff. Campbell, the whole crew, they put it all together and a bunch of magic, a whole bunch of magic, and they can make it to the playoffs. Yeah, coincidence or not, they get their first <laughs> win. And then uh, uh, illness is making its way through the uh, team. I guess that illness is winning football. <laughs> all right, Dave, let's move this thing along to the Survivor Three Strikes pool. We're cold, we're dead, we're bloated. <laughs> but what about <laughs> the people that are still alive? Worm food. Hey, the most popular correct pick last week was the Los Angeles Rams uh, what over LAX. Who did the Rams play, Casey? The Jags, dude. The, the Jags. pretty boy, Herbs oh. and the Jags. There we go. They were lax, Dave. The Lars <laughs> over the lax. But the most popular incorrect pick was the Vikings over those Lions. Wow. Yeah, and then heading into next week, Casey, it's uh, my Chargers. Our over, Chargers. Yeah, our Chargers. I'll share them with you. Plenty of room on the bandwagon. Literally plenty of room. And they'll, they'll, uh, they'll be taking on the Giants at SoFi Stadium. Just behind them, though, is Green Bay over Chi-Town, baby. You got that right. Oh, yeah. All right, David. It's time for our fantasy go-back starts of the week, bro. How'd you do? <laughs> okay, in my other league, I was victorious, Gacy. Let me start by that. Give myself a little praise. All right, here was the... I went back and I read the uh, the recap of our, our matchup, your foul boys against my lightning strikes. It was simply this. Foul boys spank lightning strikes. Take top spot in league. I, you, I, they can't say that, can they? This, is, this, is, this isn't even... This is ridiculous. It wasn't a... Casey, it was pretty close, okay? Yeah, it was you're right. You know, it's only a 65-point difference. Yeah, you know, it was right, like right there, dude. Right there, dude. I just a handful of quick, you know, touchdowns and plays, et cetera, et cetera. I get, you know, eh, it's a little bit, uh, you know, discouraging there. But, uh, you know, if you got past that headline, you would have continued to read the historical <laughs> series between these two teams has been mainly one-sided with the Foul Boys owning a 13-7 to lead over lightning strikes. 
Oh, yeah, I see. Now they pile on. That that also was not necessary. I'm cleaning my wounds over here. All right. Yeah. That, that, that is a, pretty savage, dude. I got to admit. It's like, like wow. wrenching, man. They're ripping me up here. They're eviscerating my, my lightning strikes here. Hey, we had some injuries. I got to say, kind of patchworking the team together, you know, and this, this annihilation <clears throat> is very disheartening. Dropping me to six and seven, too. I got to, I got to run the table here, Casey, if I want any chance here. Well, I'm hoping you get in there. I'm just trying to hold on to that one seed. And, Dave, we are going into week 14. That is the final week of the regular season for most fantasy leagues. And yet there are four teams on by, including the Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, and Eagles. So a lot of big-time players are yep. going to be playing this week when you're fighting to get into the playoffs. NFL's got to work this around a little bit. That's a terrible week to not have everybody available. And yep. I know it's just fantasy, but part of the popularity with the league is this fantasy. So maybe next year we see all the buys gone before week 14. But Dave, if your quarterback was Mac Jones or Jalen Hurts or Tua or even Carson Wentz, what you going to do this weekend, bro? Yeah, I mean, lots of options. No, there aren't lots of options. But I like this one, Tannehill uh, for the for the Titans. He's going against yeah. the Jags. That's always a good thing. He's available in 27% of the leagues out there. So a pretty decent shot you can get your hands on Ryan Tannehill. And he's getting Julio Jones back. So that should be a big booster for uh, for the offense, for the, for the passing game there. Yeah, and receiver-wise, if you got a deal in, dealing with a high ankle sprain you might be bumming but kj osborne is there to pick you up dude only rostered in eight percent of the league with feeling out he's going to see a lot of targets he had pretty good uh game last week in that 448 speed baby this guy might take you to a a playoff championship no doubt about it and at the running back position casey i'm i've got my eye on jim michael hasty night I might just take my own advice in this one since my running back room has been pretty beat up. But uh, 49ers running back is uh, largely available in 95% plus leagues. And here's the thing. He hasn't done a lot, but going against the Bengals this week, here's the deal. Elijah Mitchell, uh, the other running back that's been kicking butt there on the concussion protocol. Jeff Wilson, uh, a banged up knee. Trey Sermon just placed on IR. So, this is the 49ers. They love to run the football. It seems like you can just throw any old dude in there and he'll get um, some pretty good yards. So look for if Hasty is the guy, he's going to get a lot of touches and that means yards and points. So who knows? It could be a surprise. Yeah, dude, I'm going to jump back on the Vikes, obviously, with Thielen out. How about a tight end? Tyler Conklin, dude, he's available in 75% of the league. Uh, Steelers are pretty good against a tight end, but dude, he caught seven to nine targets last week, only 56 yards. But if he finds the end zone, dude, that's going to stoke some people out. So, uh, I, you know, I don't really love the Thursday games, but, uh, he's getting too many looks to, uh, not, uh, consider, especially if you got someone on a buy this week. Yeah. And Conklin has been, has been doing all right lately and he's been hanging around there. We've been talking about streaming Conklin. So he's got a daytime job. He's doing all right. <laughs> Oh, Dave. Yes. It's week 14, bro. Dude, it's slipping away. Oh, my <laughs> God. You're right about that. It is almost over. And, Dave, these games make us crazy in a good way because they are so damn close, dude. A winning score on the final play has decided 26 games this season. That is the most ever through 13 weeks. Wow. So the, the action is wild and woolly, and it's coming down late. And that's just what the NFL wants, man. They love the competitive nature of this league with no great teams. But let's get it started with Thursday night, bro. 
Yeah, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings at home favored by three and a half in this one. Yeah, and you mentioned a bad feeling. Can someone lend me a feeling? Um, <laughs> it's a short week for a banged up Steelers team and for a banged up Vikings team. Uh, you know, Steelers coming off that huge game against the uh, the Ravens last week. So they're going to be a little banged up. Kirk Cousins in a primetime game, dude. Something's got to give. <laughs> Probably no Dalvin Cook. Thielen's definitely out, dude. It's going to be a tight game. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be it's going to be a, a battle there, man. And that seat might get a little hotter for the Zim man if uh, they Ooh, lose this game. A lot hotter. All right, Dave, moving on to Sunday. We got the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. And the Panthers are two and a half point favorites. I don't know. Yeah, who comes up with this? Who are the ad wizards who come up with this? All right, four teams in the NFC, KC five and seven. Uh, but don't expect all of them to miss the playoffs. In fact, seven out of the last eight seasons, uh, a team has rebounded from a five and seven start to finish in the playoffs. I don't know if it's going to be either of these two teams, but but it, it, one of these teams is going to win and they'll take the step in the right direction. So I was almost got... buying what you're selling there. I'm like, I'm in. And then I was like, oh, yes, the Falcons and the Panthers. Yeah, probably not. But hey, there's hope. <laughs> All right, Casey, up next, it's the Seattle Seahawks at the Houston Texans and the Seahawks on the road favored by seven and a half. Yeah, dude, and going into last week, I didn't like the way the Seahawks were playing and I did like the way the, the Texans were playing, but Tyrod is likely out of this. That means Davis Mills is going to start. Um, the Hawks looked pretty good last week against um, the Niners, but they're just really effing with the draft pick they're sending over to the Jets in that <laughs> Jamal Adams trade, who, by the way, is out for the rest of the year. That's looking like a brutal trade for the Hawks. Wow, no uh, return on investment there. Yeah, and they they sunk a ton of money into him besides the two number ones they're dishing out over the next two seasons. So, yeah, Jets Jets fans are excited they have to be excited about something casey so mm, well, speaking one. of jets this is an awesome game coming up the new orleans saints at the new york jets and the saints are five and a half point favorites on the road yeah casey the jets are 32nd in the league mm. in defense how do you get there 30th against the run 49th <laughs> against the pass so they're consistently uh you know getting it not done on either uh, in either phase of of the defense. The Saints expect to get Alvin Kamara back. Amen. He's been on my uh, fantasy bench in my other league for a million years. It seems like uh, they're great. Uh, the good news, he's he's really good at running and catching. So those are things oh, yeah. that that are that'll be effective against this Jets defense in all likelihood. Uh, and they won't have Mark Ingram, uh, who is on the co- uh, COVID nineteen list, or they they likely won't have him. Let's put yeah. It. I'm saying he's probably not going to play. Okay. Who got insider information right there? (laughs) All right. Up next, folks, it is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. Titans favored by nine and a half. Big number, but justifiable, I suppose. Yeah, dude. They really needed that bye week to try and get healthy. Already in 2021, Dave, they used an NFL high 86 players and 49 starters. That's tied with the Texans for the second highest total in the league, just behind those Saints who've had 51 different starters. And a starter the Titans expect to get back is Julio Jones, and they're going to need him down this stretch run. So, man, couldn't come at a better time. No doubt about that, dude. I mean, yeah, this Titans team is, they're sort of, uh, you know, hot and cold, but, man, they've got to find hot again and get there quick. All right, up next, Dave, we've got the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns, and the Brownies are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Like you mentioned, that that Ravens team kind of beat up uh, after that. I mean, they've been beat up all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But, yeah, coming off that loss to Pittsburgh, that was a disappointing one there uh, to sort of keep the Steelers in the mix, too. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, obviously, um, he is the leading rusher. That's one of their issues. Even though they're a great run team offensively, uh, they're fourth in run uh, and and fourth overall in uh, in yardage. Um but, uh, you know, when your quarterback is your leading rusher, that's just not a good thing, even though he is so dynamic there. Um, but and, you know, they've actually had a lot of turnovers, Casey, which is a bad thing, uh, obviously, in, in football. But I mean, how how they've seemed to magically overcome a lot of turnovers. Their turnover ratio is negative eight, though, um, with 18 uh, giveaways, Ugh. dude. But uh, Devontae Freeman did run, I'm bashing the running backs, but he did have a, a season high 97 scrimmage yards uh, and a touchdown last week. So he was productive there. Sammy Watkins with a, um, a touchdown last week. It was actually his first of the season. And of course, Mark Andrews is always seemingly the primary target for Lamar in the passing game. Um, this is a very, very important game for these guys, Casey. When you peek ahead and you think about, it's really nice for the for Ravens that they have that eight and four record to sort of fall back on. But the record, the the remaining schedule is brutal. Uh, at Cleveland, uh, host Green Bay. At Cincy, host the Rams. Host Pittsburgh. Ugh. Yeah. So um, yeah, and uh, the last time uh, they played Cincinnati, there don't don't forget they they got blowed out there. So. Um, yeah, those are some tough games, but uh, they got the eight wins right now. They just got to push it up. You know, got to find a couple of more W's in there. Yeah, same with the Browns, dude. They really need to find a couple W's. They're coming off a bye week, which couldn't have come at a better time, too. Baker's been playing through just a ton of injuries. Kind of the whole team's been like that. But this yep. will be the first week in a while that they should have both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt back. And when those guys are both in there and healthy, man, these guys can run the damn ball like six yards a carry. They're probably mm-hmm. going to be without David Njoku, the leading receiver who's out with COVID. And they've just been too sloppy with penalties and turnovers, man. If they can clean that crap up, this can be the team that we saw in the divisional round last year against those Chiefs. Really should have won that game for a couple mm-hmm penalties that weren't called there but hopefully they can get a little healthy on the other side of the ball um miles garrett's having a great great uh season hopefully he can keep that up and some of these other bodies can get healthy uh on the defensive side of the ball they played the uh the ravens close last time 16 to 10 they just couldn't get over um that hill they really need this one the ravens had that uh slobber knocker of a game to use a football term dave a slobber knocker <laughs> against the steelers last week i think that's going to have an impact on this um week both these teams really desperate for the win but um brownie's got to have it and they can still be in the mix for this afc north title not just a playoff spot no question dude it's going to be very exciting and divisional rivals like that it, it's always you know you can throw out the records but both teams mm-hmm. right there in the mix still all right up next las vegas raiders at the kansas city chiefs chiefs at home favored by eight and a half speaking of divisional battles yeah, dude, and uh, it was just a couple weeks ago that the uh, the Chiefs smashed these Raiders 41-14, to <laughs> and the Raiders coming off a brutal loss last week to the football team, so um, they're seeing their season potentially slipping away. Still there, 6-6, six and six, right in the middle of everything, but it's not going to get any easier from this point out, and um, they lost Kenyon Drake. That's a bummer because that one-two punch of him and Josh Jacobs is starting to be effective, man. And the Raiders are a different team when they can run the football. 
um, just makes that offense a lot more dynamic. Hopefully they get Darren Waller back. He got banged up on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys, and they really miss his presence there. And I'm not sure if Deshaun Jackson's going to play or not. He has a game, and then he's too hurt to play. But he's that deep threat uh, that they were missing after the tragedy uh, with Ruggs. But Hunter Renfro, dude, he's looking for his third in a row with eight catches and 100 yards. He's really finding his own in this offense and in the league in general. Yeah, so, um, you know, lots to be played uh, in this, not only in the division, but in the AFC in general. Raiders got to find a way to um, – tough one of these games out but bro there might not be a hotter team in the nfl right now than these chiefs dude yeah i mean after you know we were trying to bury the the chiefs and i was still nervously hoping that they would continue to flounder uh they obviously found uh found their way uh last week a tough win in the division uh, as they beat up on the broncos there overall this team i mean mahomes last week you know, he's dialing it in. Let's say they've, they've made the adjustments that defensives defenses were taking away the explosive plays. They've made the adjustments uh, last week, Mahomes with 406 yards and five touchdown passes. I'd say he's made the adjustment um, a 127.6 rating. So um, that, uh, that is definitely something, uh, you know, that, that can get it done. Oh, oh, that was actually in the, in the game against the Raiders last time when they spanked him. Um, this team is now third in the offense in terms of yards, 13th in points per game. Uh, they're fifth in pass, but they're below average in run. But as I say that, let's just take a look at last week as Clyde Edwards-Alaire had 82 yards from scrimmage. So nice productivity there. And Daryl Williams uh, kicked in with 80 yards from scrimmage. So they're getting nice productivity out of those two running backs uh, at this point in time. So that's a huge positive. Defensively, um, they're 26 wow, in yards. Wow, dude, your positive is so huge. <laughs> well yeah i'm just you know trying to do my thing over here case defensively 26 in yards but eighth in points per game so as they get closer to the to the red zone there they tighten it up and chris jones is a monster as we all know um this team has got to watch it they're they're sort of their achilles heel has been turnovers this year only the jets have more turnovers than them wow. so that's good thing for the jets right uh they, they're leading in something but um this they're negative five as a result, so they got to be careful when they don't turn the ball over. Uh, they're you know <laughs> they're much more likely to win. You know, so in their losses, they've given up the ball, uh, and that really uh, is hard to overcome. Obviously, in the NFL, but on defense, Chris Jones, a beast, Tyro Matthew, uh, unbelievable um, playmaker. So uh, and Spags has just got this defense kind of shaping up, uh, playing a lot better football than they were early in the season. All right, Dave, let's move it on to the other side. My Dallas Cowboys at the Washington football team. Cowboys, four and a half point favorites on the road. But Dave, talk about these FTs for a minute. Yeah, I'll get it started with the FTs indeed, Casey. It's one of the hotter teams in the NFL right now with a four-game winning streak coming off that win, a tight one, 17-15 to 15, against the Raiders in Vegas. Um, and T Tyler Heineke, Heineke is still, you know, showing week, week in and week out that, you know, that he could be the guy that they don't need to go uh, moving forward next year, whatever. They don't need to look at the quarterback position. He continues to sort of develop and he's a gamer, dude. I yeah. mean, you know, he, he, he's just, he's, he just, you know, then, and the team is behind him and that's the important thing. But last week, um, 76, almost 77% and two touchdowns, uh, with a pick there. Uh, w so a really nice performance, uh, offensively they're, they're, they're pretty good at running the football. 
Yeah. Otherwise, they're not that great. Antonio Gibson, uh, 111 scrimmage yards um, and a touchdown last week. And, and defensively, they have been. I, I mean, last year, this was a great defense. This year, not so much. Um, they're. 30th versus the pass so that's their real weakness but they are third versus the run so they're they're a stout front seven uh a little weak in the backside so look for the cowboys to try and exploit that yeah and hopefully they can uh because uh, you know that running uh, game for Washington does worry me a little bit. And the running game for the Cowboys worries me a little bit, too. Zeke's a little banged up. Tony Pollard didn't practice on Wednesday. That's a bit concerning, too. But, Dave, you know, the last few weeks, the Cowboys, ever since the Chiefs game a few weeks ago, have been shuffling the offensive line. They did the Connor experiment at left guard. It had been Connor Williams. They moved Connor McGovern in there. Not sure who it's going to be this week, but they need to settle on the five, whoever it is. Uh, part of the reason they were shuffling is because Terrence Steele was out with COVID. He's back. Lyle's back. Tyron is back. So, and you know, Zach Martin, obviously one of the best to ever do it and Biotish up there. So once they get that front five settled, just stick with it. And I think that's going to open up the run game a little bit too. And part of the reason they were struggling in that run game is the last couple of weeks, Joe Philbin's been out, dude. He's been on the COVID list. We have eight coaches out last week. Everybody's wow. back. McCarthy's supposed to be back on Thursday. So just getting that continuity and be able to do uh, in-game adjustments, I think, is going to go a long way. And Zeke's having 10 days to rest that bum knee is probably going to go a long way to helping this team um, get healthy. So it, pieces are starting to come back at the right time. And I really like what's happening on the offensive side. Um, Dak wasn't great last week against the Saints. That's a tough defense, though. But he did have some throws that were absolutely insane, man. That one that he put on CD, that window was closing quickly, and he, he got it right in there. So um, I think they can pick it up. And if they get it sorted out with the offensive line, getting a healthy Amari removed from the, uh, you know, the COVID himself and getting those lungs better, a healthy Michael Gallup and yeah. CD in there. I really like the offense. So hopefully they can get back to producing a bunch of points. But on the other side, Dave, the really starting to get healthy, bro. Yeah. Obviously, everybody knows what's up with Micah Parsons, dude. He's in the running Beast. for defensive player of the year. I just I love to see what this guy can do. But now they should be able to move him back to linebacker because this is going to be the first week that they have Tank Lawrence and hopefully Randy Gregory. If those guys are in the end, we can put Parsons back at linebacker where he needs to be and he can eat up all that run game nonsense. One of the fastest dudes on the field. So I really like what's going there. And Neville Gallimore should be back. So getting some beef up front. Tristan Hill back from his one game suspension. So this is going to be the healthiest these Cowboys have been all season. This will be the first time that all those guys have played together, too, since week one. So I'm super excited about this. There might there might, might be a team that I hate more than the football team. So <laughs> I have to give it up to Nick Hoffman. We're coming to get you, bro. You just better watch yourself. But this is a huge game. Cowboys got a two-game lead in that division right now. You beat these football teams. You see them again in two weeks. You lose this one, and it's going to get a lot toiter, and the sky will yeah. be falling. So handle your biz on Sunday, Dave. I'm frothing, bro. I'm so excited. I want to do it right now. I'm about to bang my head through a wall. Come on. <laughs> Woo. All right. Woo. There it is, folks. Exhale, Casey. Exhale. All right. I'm back. I'm back, baby. <laughs> All right. Up next, the, uh, the uh, late slate uh, on Sunday. It starts with the Detroit Lions at the Denver Broncos, Broncos at home favored by seven and a half. Yeah, Dave, don't look now, but the Lions are looking to win two in a row. Roar. <laughs> that was, was that fearful? Roar. That's scary over there, yeah. Holy, holy. 
But dude, the Broncos, they have a ton to play for. They're still they have an outside shot at the West, believe it or not. All you guys are so gross over there. You're just neck and neck. But and they have some big divisional games coming up. They should get Melvin Gordon back for this one, but I know they love what they saw at Javante Williams last week. That's what you're gonna see next year, but it's been a nice one two combo. They can't fool around and lose to a, a Lions team if they have any postseason hopes. Let's see what happens. No question about that. This is a must win for the Broncos. Absolutely. All right, Dave, up next, we got the New York Gigantes at our Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers rocking a 10.5 point favorite in this one at the SoFi. Yeah, and hopefully they'll be able to take care of business here, Casey. Herbert, last week, another 300-yard game. He's on, on a record-setting pace for a second-year quarterback. Eckler with another 100-plus yards from scrimmage. Keenan Allen with two touchdowns. Ah, but he gets himself on the COVID list. But luckily, he's vaccinated, so he's got a chance to get back in time for the game. Two other guys also on the list, Mike Williams and Chris Harris. So that's three starters on the list. Those guys were close contacts and, and got put on it. So this could go down the line here and test the Chargers' depth at wide receiver. But Guyton had 90 yards. Uh, he's the third receiver there. Um, so And they the Chargers had played without Chris Harris for about a month uh, prior to him getting back. So hopefully uh, they'll be able to get all these guys back and out on the field. The Chargers defense seems to have improved lately. They got six sacks on Burrow last week against the limited uh, offensive line that they were putting together. But that's a that's a really good sign heading towards the, the Chargers need to get better on the defensive side. But they need to hopefully have these guys and take care of business this week. Well, good news for you that uh, Jake Fromm, Sounds hideous. Is in line for his first start in the NFL. He got signed over from Buffalo's practice squad, dude. Ooh. And uh, he said, uh, you know, preparing to start this game is like taking a test for a class that you never went to. So he's going <laughs> to see a lot out of uh, your defense over there. So this yeah. is a game that you guys can't mess around and let those Giants have any momentum. Just snuff them out quick like, okay, deal. Yeah, deal. Sounds like a plan. All right. <laughs> All right. Moving on. It's the San Francisco 49ers at the Cincinnati Bengals. A very tight one. Uh, almost a pick em. It's a half-point favorite for Cincinnati at home. Wow, that's a tight one. Yeah, dude, and this is a, a Super Bowl rematch from oh, yeah. yesteryear a couple of times, dude. And the, and the Niners, as they started rolling, really let one get away last week, losing a huge game, not only to an NFC foe, but a divisional foe and losing to those Seahawks. Um, so just a, a loss at a terrible time. And you mentioned all the trouble they're having at running back, if anybody's going to be healthy for this thing. And Jimmy G, dude, he's just got to cut down on those interceptions, man. Too sloppy with the ball. I do like what I've been seeing um, out of my guy, George Kittle, dude. He moshed last week, two touchdowns, over 100 yards, and he's filling that void for Debo Samuel, who's been out. Um, I don't think Debo's going to be back for this one. So cut down on the uh, the turnovers there, playing pretty solid D, um, but they're going to have their hands full with some uh, kitty cats that are a little bit pissed off at the beatdown they got last week. Yeah, no doubt. They they took the loss there to the Chargers, 41-22. Um, and not only did they take the loss, uh, Burrow had a great game, 300 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, and but the th but he had to play through a mangled looking finger that that got whacked in the first quarter there and uh, it was swollen that thing looked nasty he actually took practice off today to to try and get that thing right um, 
but yeah, tough, tough break there. But offensively, they're seven. I see what you did with the pinky. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it's a seventh ranked offense in points per game. So they put up numbers. Uh, They're 10th in pass. They're not as good at running. But lately, uh, Joe Mixon has run the ball very well. Last week, bottled up a little bit against surprisingly, really, against that Chargers defense. Um, But in the last month or so, Mixon has really been lighting it up. Uh, on, on the ground there for this Bengals team. They've really put together that ground game. But Jamar Chase, the rookie, um, has been phenomenal all season long. And T. Higgins, it's a really great receiving group. T. Higgins, um, uh, a nice game last week, as well as Tyler Boyd. So it's a real nice one, two, three punch there at wide receiver. Um, they hopefully the 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 uh, the bum finger there uh, won't won't uh, throw Burrow off too much because um, this is a fun team to watch. All right, Dave. Up next, we got the Buffalo Bills at the Tampa Bay Bucks, and these Bucks can win the South if uh, they win and the Saints and Panthers lose. Lots on the line here, Dave, for these Bucks. But you talk Bills. Yeah, and coming off uh, that loss that they had against New England on Monday, that was a fourteen to ten loss. Um, a, a tough game. The Bills lately, though, I, they started off. Uh, I believe it was four and one, or even maybe more than that, but. Lately, they've gone loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. So they're three and four out of the last seven. So they're not playing like a team that's really peaking or anything like that. They're sitting at seven and five. Um, They really got to get it going. And here they are facing a really, you know, a really strong team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's not what you want on your (laughs) on your uh, on your schedule at this point in time. But offensively, they they, you know, they can get it done. Ninth in yards, fifth in points per game. Uh, And they're obviously a a really strong passing team, not as good at running the football. Josh Allen, uh, you know, had had been having an incredible season. It seems to have cooled off lately. Um, and on the other side, defensively, their defense seems to have shaped up kind of nicely, actually. They're number one in yards and number two in points per game at 16.3. So they're number one versus the pass and 12th versus the run. So it's a really balanced, strong defense. Um, and that's, I mean, they have got to have a great game this week and really take it to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and find a way to get this this W here. Otherwise, they're, you know, their their great start is going to be slipping away. Yeah, dude. And uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different climate down there in Tampa as opposed to what it was Monday night up there right. in Buffalo. Correct. But you mentioned that uh, defense there. They're going to be put to the test because this Bucks defense is or offense is leading the league at over 31 points a game. Obviously, Tom Brady um, is just crushing. He has the most yards in the league. And uh, 34 touchdowns, the most TDs in the league. Um, but what really did the Bills end last week was that run game. And that's bad news because playoff stretch Lenny is getting it going, man. He's really <laughs> looking impressive. And this offense is firing on all cylinders. And the defense has done pretty well, too. They got a plus eight turnover differential there. So they, the Bucks know what they need to do. You know, they need to win some of these games. But Brady's got them primed for this playoff uh, run here so there's no panic in them they're going to handle their business but it will be interesting to see what happens with that top ranked buffalo defense against this high powered um, bucks offense and this could be potentially a super bowl preview dave i'm not saying Ooh. it's going to be potentially oh well, i like that that would be an, yeah. that'd be an awesome super bowl wouldn't it all right case moving on to the sunday night football action it is the chicago bears at the green bay packers backers at home with a whopping 11 and a half point favorites yeah and the pack and clinched north with the win and a viking loss so lost the 
play for here and they can get into the playoffs with a couple of their, you know, things going on there. But what Aaron Rodgers hasn't practiced all week with that Sergeant Holka, um, Jordan Love on the COVID list. So it shouldn't matter who's playing quarterback for these Packers. They should get this win. But, uh, you know, divisional game. Who knows? Who knows? It's up in the air. But Green Bay is probably my. My choice. <laughs> I would probably go at the Packers, too. <laughs> All right, Dave, we're finishing up week 14. We had some killer Monday night football games the last couple weeks, and it doesn't get any better than this, dude. Damn. Our L.A. Rams at the Arizona Cardinals and the cards are two and a half point favorites, bro. Yeah. And at eight and four uh, trailing the Arizona Cardinals by two full games at the Cardinals, 10 and two. This becomes a huge a uh, huge football game if the Rams want any chance to win uh, the NFC West. Uh, the Rams had been on a three-game losing streak. That was just really just kind of unbelievable and shocking. But coming off that last week with the domination over the Jacksonville Jaguars, that was exactly what they needed on their schedule to get them pointed back in the right direction. Um and, and Stafford with a nice game there, almost 300 yards and three touchdowns. Very efficient there. Um, the good news was uh, Daryl Henderson's been banged up. But last time they met, um, the, the, he had 116 yards from scrimmage. And last week, Sony Michelle, in in relief of uh, Henderson, uh, you know, who should be back this week, I think, um, uh, he had 121 rush yards and two uh, his second t- uh, TD for the season. So Sony Michelle, uh, the acquisition of Michelle, paying off for this Ram squad who uh, will trade for anybody anytime. Um, no, no, you know, at <laughs> to just a, acquire talent at the cost of draft picks. But let's talk the the superstar besides Matt Stafford. It's Cooper Cup, dude. This guy's yeah. outlandish to what he's doing right now. 100 catches that leads the league. 1366 yards that leads the league, and uh, 11 touchdowns. Uh, that leads the league uh, as well. And that beard he has leads the league too, man. That thing is awesome. <laughs> oh, don't forget, uh, they've got Odell Beckham. He's looking to come and try and make, uh, you know, an impact on this team or, you know, fit in and find a, find a role. I think everybody's working on that, how to get him, uh, you know, acclimated and get him into the game plan and getting getting the productivity that they can that they envision for him and then van jefferson uh who's uh has been playing well he's had a touchdown in uh the last couple of weeks so um he's been playing excellent obviously on the other side of the football it's it's a very strong defense not as good as it was last year but still very solid and of course they have uh aaron donald so i mean he's obviously an absolute beast uh and a game wrecker uh there so um they're they're going to have to ramp it up here and really play some really good football in Arizona and, and get a huge win. It's going to be a big, big game. Yeah, dude. And, you know, the cards stomped these Rams when they were looking like uh, the Rams were just going to run away with everything. Yes. And, uh, you know, cards really put them in their place, 37 to 20. So um, if the cards can handle these guys, that's a season sweep. And they're already sitting with the best record in the nfl and that will uh clinch playoff spot for them so lots to be played for there and uh you know kyler and deandre hopkins getting back in this offense even though it was so sloppy in the uh conditions last week in chicago they looked like they hadn't lost a beat d hop had the touchdown and kyler was running all over the place so that ankle looked like it's doing fine and it's a really dynamic offense and it's it's really hard to game plan for it because you just can't simulate the speed that Kyler has and his yep. elusiveness. And dude, raise your hand if you had James Conner having 12 rushing touchdowns this year. 
I know I didn't because in my other league, I had a chance to make a trade for him in week three. I was like, oh, that guy sucks. No, he doesn't yeah. suck. He's been a great part of this offense. Uh, the the air raid or whatever you want to call it for these guys. So many weapons with Kirk and Hop there. AJ Green is kind of a you know behind the scenes guy there, but he can come up with those big third down catches when you need it. And then they made the trade to get Zach Ertz in the middle of the season, so mm-hmm. that's really playing dividends too. But Dave, this Vance Joseph uh, defense, man, they are balling out, holding teams to under 19 points a game, and uh, they're just really getting busy there, dude. Between Jones. And Golden, I really like the sack productivity there, throwing Hicks. And then Baker and Murphy both coming off of picks last week. So they're playing solid defense, a tough offense. Um, This is a pretty tough squad, dude. And they got a nice little lead trying to get that one seed, dude. If they get that and get the bye week, wow, Mm. man. Take all the elements out of their playoff runs. Uh, They could be working on something special here. So I know I cannot wait to see this game on Monday night, bro. I am completely fired up on this one. I am completely and totally stoked on this one, Casey. This this is a Monday night that you have. I'm going to be glued to the set. <laughs> Got that right, my friend. Yeah, you need to check that game out. And you need to check the football dudes out a little bit more. This podcast, the Trend Zone, that you listen to right now, available for subscription, for free. You can give it as a Christmas gift, and it won't cost you anything. It's on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and also you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go ahead and like us on Instagram and Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Football Dudes LA. Make sure when you're doing that, go ahead and tag us across all those social media platforms. And get on over to footballdudes.com. There's so much killer content there, man. If you haven't been there yet, what the hell are you doing? Get over there. All there. That's going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. Enjoy week 14, people. He's Dave. I'm Casey. We're out of here.